So thank you for making me look stupid. All right. um, (laughs) It's not that hard. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 205 of Unscripted. I am one of your co-hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the major of Mayflowers, brought to you by the good people at April Showers. The one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the heck are you today? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. I, uh, I think that uh, all of us are cautiously optimistic about uh, things opening back up and everybody would love for business to get back to normal. I'm not sure that's happening, but trying to figure out what that looks like for us. And so that's what my attention and my focus is on. But, and, and I like that because it's proactive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so in, in that way, I'm doing well. How about you, bud? Doing good. Obviously, uh, you can't turn on the internet without seeing me. So you know what I'm doing, doing a lot of live content and, <laughs> and enjoying that. Um, but, uh, you know, keeping busy and, and pivoting the business to uh, just kind of uh, appeal to the, the way business is being done today virtually. And, and uh, real excited about what we're doing there. And we just keep pushing forward. And I think that's what you have to do in a situation like this. But you know who always keeps pushing forward, Kirby, regardless of the business climate? Who's that, Bill? Thank you so much. Thank you, knowing for to ask Kirby. That'd Words. be our good pals at Comments Q. You know, it was designed for distributors and built by distributors for distributors. They understand our industry better than anybody else could. Anybody. Yep. Absolutely. And they give me a whole list of things I can talk about, and they just let me go, which I love that freedom. And the one thing I wanted to talk about today was how much how important it is to keep your clients in the loop, mm. especially with so many projects now coming back because business is opening up, things are, you know, the constraints are loosening a little bit. Um, The project portals can keep those clients in the loop every step of the process. And I know that's something you're a huge fan of. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the portals. And I think it's one of those things where some clients use them more than others. And that makes sense, right? Um, But, you know, it's so funny because it has become a way for us to sort of check ourselves and clients to check us to make sure that, hey, the price that you told me is the price we're giving you. Right. And by having that, you know, sometimes those conversations don't even happen because they have access to find out themselves. So right. yeah, and portals are hit, super awesome. Right, they have access to the entire history, whether it's emails and presentation, comments going back and forth. It's such a great collaborative tool. And comments, you really knows how to create that collaboration vehicle and, and, and it's so cool. So yeah, absolutely. Honestly, comments can keep you and your team and your clients connected at all stages of the sales process. So if you're interested in learning more, gosh darn it, why wouldn't you be? Head over to commsq.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me today. There's my dog in the background barking and howling as we are still working from home. (laughs) Why don't you start us off at the topic today? Yeah, absolutely. So I I guess I, you know, I usually look at you as the person who brings up the industry topics, but I'm going to bring up one today because this past week we talked about it on uh, the Unscripted Live that it was coming up, but now the SKUCon conference, the online event. I had um, that as a, I had that as a topic as well. So I had a feeling you might. Yeah. So I, I, I attended it, you attended Mm it. Um, I wanted to just sort of get your take about the overall concept of having an online event. How did it go? What were your takeaways? Um, I have a few, but if you want to let me know what you think, I would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, So I did attend. Uh, Love the concept. Um, So let's just start at the beginning. Love the idea, how quickly they were able to put it together. Yeah. 
and it felt like every other common SKU event, which means it felt well done. Mm. Um, there was uh, merchandise at first 500 people got merchandise delivered to their homes. I got some, I believe you got some. Yeah, so nice. Really nice touch. You know, we had some fun posting some pictures on that in terms of, you know, what you're putting in the coffee mug and all that. <coughs> I thought the actual conference was really good. I thought the information was really good. Um, I didn't love the platform. I'll be very honest with you. And that could be very much a me issue. Um, I thought that there was continual lag. So I mm -hmm. felt like I had to refresh my screen about every six or eight minutes or so because mm -hmm. it would just drive me nuts. I'd see the lips moving, but the words weren't matching the lips. That's not Comiskey's fault. I mean, it was mm -hmm. a huge, you had, I think 740 people on there. So that's oh, I think a lot. it got to 800 at one point. Yeah. So that's a lot of stress on the system. So that is a, that's a, a it's an honest criticism, but it's not anything anybody can do about it. I think, sure. so, so I hope people take that in the spirit in which it's intended. Um, I thought it was a great platform. I thought the flow of the conference was great. I thought the speakers were great. I thought how it broke up was great. Um, but again, the only criticism I have was really the platform. And really because I know that it was very strict when it would cut off. I mean, thing, you know, it had very strict time constraints. They could not go over. Mm. And it seemed like the clock that speakers and other people were given was about 20 seconds off of what the actual clock was for the conference. Cause like at the end of the conference, Mark and Catherine were wrapping it up saying, thank you. And it was like, it's over as they were talking <laughs> um, again, nobody's fault. I think it was, you know, a, a scale of one to 10, it was a nine and a half. It was a yeah. great conference. I thought they did a great job given the challenges that any technology brings to the table. Yeah. I, I so as you say it out loud, I'm reminded of a couple of those things that didn't really bother me. I think but it didn't bother me. It just yeah. came to my mind. Yeah, no fair. But like, I think living in a zoom world where though often, hopefully the, our lips are matching the words coming out. I've run into it enough where people just has bad, have bad Wi-Fi or whatever that that right. didn't register with me as much. Right. Um, what I would say is when I was going into it and I, was it 145 to 515 or something like that? It was something it, like that. It was, it, it felt like when I saw it, I'm like, Oh my God, that's going to be a long time to be on an online conference. Yeah. And I felt like, it, I felt like it flew by. I, I just yeah. kept looking up going, Oh my God, there's only an hour now, left. There's few people that understand pacing better than the people who run events at common skew. And that's yeah. Kate may switch and her team. They and Aaron Couture, they, they really run that so, 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 so well. Yeah. And um, I agree with you, it went by very quickly. And I thought, so So the speakers, you know, from the main stage that they had were really good and interesting, yep. had some personality. Um, I And I think it's like everybody could choose their own breakout session. Yes. And I went to two of the sales breakout sessions yep. and those were awesome. Like I, 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 that, that was my favorite part of the conference. I, yeah. that's the only place where I took, I took two pages of notes from those two breakout sessions. Yeah. Um, and I have come back and talked to my team about some of the ideas I heard that's from great. some of well, those other people. That's what those um, things are for, right? Exactly. And, and I may squawk about the technology. Mm -hmm. Trust me in, in this day and age, no one understands how the internet is held together with duct tape and bailing wire better than me. Mm -hmm. I mean, doing the live content that I do just about every single day, and trying to throw it on Facebook Live, knowing that Zoom connects with Facebook, but they have a ceiling, a limit on their servers. So if other people are doing it, I mean, I get on Facebook Live and it's right. always this white knuckle experience. So I can't imagine 
what Mark and Catherine and Kate and everybody at is going through as they're going through it because you're switching people so quickly oh, and you're man. moving from a speaker in uh, New Jersey in Meg, Meg Erber and then to Pennsylvania with David Nicholson and then, uh, you know, Austin, Texas with Nick Latour. You're bouncing around so quickly and you're relying on everybody's internet access. That's a really hard thing to pull together. So again, the criticism is not of, I yeah. don't know what other platform they could use, honestly, to, to accomplish what they did. Yeah. I just don't know if the technology is right quite there yet yeah. um, to pull that big of a thing off, but I thought it was great. Yeah, I was, I, again, don't need to like go play by play, but it was, I, I was impressed and I was impressed with the, you know, again, it takes some gravitas to, to, to even give that a run. And I thought mm -hmm. they nailed it. So it was, so that was my take. No, I, I agree. I, like I said, I thought it was great from start to finish. I just hated how it ended so abruptly. <laughs> it did, it did cut like, off. Hey, conference again, over, get the hell out. Yeah. And again, understand that I'm sure these are conversations that they're having anyway. Oh. So it's not like they're hearing this for the first time. Look, no, no conference, nothing ever goes off flawlessly. Right. But for a first time doing a 750 to 800 person digital conference, that went out of off about as flawlessly as it could have. Yeah, it was crazy. It was really cool. So that was my first topic, Kirby. So now I got to <laughs> find something else to talk I, about. I can go to another one no no i prepared for this okay. podcast kirby how okay. dare you okay all right so guild and activewear reported <laughs> a q1 what do you you have this one i do <laughs> but that's okay bring it they reported a q1 drop of 26 percent over uh, uh 2019 mm -hmm. uh which i think obviously as people start reporting their numbers there's more to follow i'm sure yeah. i don't know what direction you were going to take so i do want to hear what you're going to ask me about it yeah I want to ask you, as a small business owner, obviously the conditions uh, for a business climate right now have completely changed everything. So how are you adjusting your overall goals for the year, not just for you as a whole business, but for each of your sales staff who also has goals? How are you adjusting that? How are you having those conversations? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm struggling to have the conversation yet because... I don't feel like I have enough information to, to say, oh, let's change our overall thing. One of, actually, one of the takeaways that I wrote down from the conference was the idea of how do we, you know, the goals can still stay the same. We just have less time to accomplish them. So how mm -hmm. do we accomplish nine months worth of sales in six months? Mm -hmm. um, and that was something that I kind of threw out to our sales team a couple of days ago, like to recalibrate sort of our expectations. I, mm -hmm. I think my biggest takeaway, and this is personally and with our team, is the economy was so good for an extended period of time. When that happens, as salespeople right. will become incredibly reactive. We wait for the Absolutely. phone call to ring. We, we wait for emails to come in. We wait for projects to come to us. I think that the shift that we're making is, um, and we're not there yet, if right. I'm just being candid, but I am working every single day to create a proactive strategy where we start going, no, we're making contact calls. We, right. we need to get back to actually selling and not just mm -hmm. receiving orders. And so right. that's the piece that I think, to me, the best organizations need to start thinking about. And I, th I think it's okay to do it now. No, like, I think we've talked to. about that. We've talked about you know yeah. the, the sensitivity with that. And I think at this point, people understand you need to, yeah. You need to go sell to keep your company moving. You do. I mean, it, it, it's like uh, March, we were all shell-shocked. April, we kind of stuck our head in the sand. And May, it's, man, it's time to figure it out yeah. and get after it. Yeah. And so what we, were you going to ask me about this topic? I just, I was curious to see, and again, Gildan's an interesting one because again, t-shirt sales is a big piece of theirs, was mm -hmm. simply, 
do you think the summer will like what was it you said 29 percent 26 percent 26 yeah and, and i would guess that you know a huge everybody drop. else is about the same yeah Some well but it's also it's all march <clears throat> yep right oh yeah and so my curiosity is going to be okay second quarter What's your sort of prediction for somebody like Gildan? Is it is still 26%? Is it more? Is it less? It's more. I think it's absolutely more. Um, I yeah, because I think, think there, there's a couple months in there now. Well, I mean, you know, January is always, January and February are traditionally slow for our industry anyway, especially January. So to me, you're looking at in a, in a 12 month quarter, you're really, or 12 week quarter, you're really looking at probably six weeks of actual sales before things went straight to shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you're going to see some really ugly numbers. It's just like, when the unemployment figures started coming out, you know, everybody braced for impact on a Thursday because we think three million more million people filed for unemployment this week. And actually it was six and a half, you know, that yeah. I think you're going to see numbers like that numbers that shock you, yeah. you know, you're seeing businesses filed for bankruptcy that really historically had not been having financial issues like hit Hertz filed yeah. for bankruptcy this week. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll get debtor and possession financing and they will, reemerge, but I mean, you're going to see a lot of that. I mean, I think you and I talked about this at the outset of all of this. We're experiencing a lot of deaths and that's scary. I mean, I think we hit a hundred thousand yesterday in the United States, which is catastrophic. It it is. I mean, you can't put any other word on it, but it's just catastrophic. I think when people look at this in the rear view mirror, what's going to be even more catastrophic is the amount of businesses and people that file bankruptcy. Because it is, it is, you know, I'm still amazed at how fragile the global economy truly was, is, Mm. you know, um, that uh, within a matter of 14 days, really, everything just fell apart. Everything, everything fell apart. Um, And that scares me. You know, I mean, I, I, I think I've said it, I may have said it on here. So if I'm the redundant man of redundancy, I apologize, but I think I can now really understand and sympathize and empathize with my grandparents who went through the great depression and never trusted a bank, you know, because banks failed. They had their money, they had money in a bank, bank failed and they couldn't get money out of it. You know, that's why we have the FDIC now. So I, I, I can understand. And I, I wonder how not our generation, but our kids, Mm. are going to remember this, you know, as yeah. my kid, you know, you, you've got uh, girls who are a little bit older or one's right. One just graduated high school, right? One yeah. She's 18. You mentioned Drew or 17 and yep. um, you have a daughter who's working and not working right now because she was working on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how they'll feel about it in 10 years. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there, it was already a generation that was going to struggle to do better than we did. Yeah. And now that you talk about getting behind the eight ball. So as I look at the numbers for Guild and Active, and we look at what the Q2 numbers will bring, I think there's more bad news coming, but I still think there's reason for optimism, if that makes sense. And yeah. so I don't want to be Mr. Doom and Gloom. I think you, know, you, you have to find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. you do. Well, I think, and, and just as a quick side note, and then we can move on, but yeah. I think one of the things that I think we have been moving toward anyway is a gig economy. Mm-hmm. Right. People who are yep. more freelancers, people are more entrepreneurial. I think that 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 was sort of coming if it wasn't already Absolutely. sort of here. This is going to make that a necessity. Well, in the days of people working for Fortune 500 company X for 40 years and getting their gold watch. Yeah, that's going to happen still occasionally, but it is not going to be the norm like it was. Right. Um, at all. Yeah. So there's that. So. All right. Cool. 
Let, All me, right. uh, let me share something about our secondary sponsor, Kirby, Please. before you go. I want to share its promo show, which is, nice. you know, speaks right to what we're talking about, pivoting your business, changing it, shifting it. I hate the word pivot. I think we're all tired of it. But <laughs> shifting your business to something that really speaks to your audience right now, and that's promo show. And right now, I mean, it was launched um, March 24th. And since then, we've had 11,000 users generating over 50,000 page views. Wow. And we counted how many individual meetings there have been, over 2,000 individual meetings. And that's really a story about what our industry is about, is connecting people to people, right, um, and building relationships. And so we're putting on that virtual trade show, and it's a dedicated tra it's a trade show. goes on all the time, but now we're having a themed trade show on June the 23rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time uh, for the great outdoors. So it's going to be all manner of great outdoors products. I think we talked about it on the live podcast the other day. So there's no better time for that right now. Everybody's got, if you've never had spring fever before, you sure do now. So <laughs> a great, great opportunity to go there and see some fantastic suppliers that are going to be showcasing their products for your customers for great outdoors. It's the entire industry virtually. So if you want to learn more about that trade show, head over to promoshow.com. There's a banner at the top. You can learn about that dedicated Great Outdoors trade show. You won't be sorry you did. So is it my turn? No, it's your turn now. I think it's my turn. I'm going to lighten, lighten the mood a little bit. Please do. Okay. So I literally thought of this on my way driving in here today. Um, my I have serious satellite satellite radio i have like three or four channels i listen to that's about you it you have a six minute commute why do you have serious uh, oh you drive around a lot yeah you drive around though a lot <laughs> yeah i do um and so usually it's espn or it's yeah. uh you know jimmy buffett right of course know, whatever right um but for whatever reason today i got in the truck and it was on a comedy channel i didn't put it on a comedy channel but it was yeah. and um i was listening to it and it was really kind of fun and it made me think of a topic. Okay. So there are lots of sort of greatest of all time comedian conversations. We could certainly have that, but I'm kind of curious to know. Yep. Again, with the quarantine, I've actually watched a few more comedy specials than I have okay. in the past. So who are some of your favorite current comedians? And I want yours, but I actually would love to hear uh, from our audience as well. And I can go first if you'd like me to go no, first. No, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And I'm just going to give you a couple, but I don't have that many. So I thought you were going to go a different direction. So as you're, you know, of course, as you're talking with me, okay, my favorite comedy specials of all time. I'm like, Oh shit. No, that's not what he was wanting to talk about. Um, <laughs> and we can, we can talk about that too, but I'm just, I still think, I still think when I think of comedians um, and I don't know a lot of the, the more recent ones, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm probably going to date myself and, and I'm going to get all sorts of crap from people. <laughs> um, I still think Chris Rock might be one of the funniest people on planet. Yeah. Um, just absolutely every time I've watched one of his specials, um, never seen him live, just kills it, just yeah. kills it. His pacing, his timing, um, Seinfeld, sorry. I know he's a million years old, but no, that, he just got a new Netflix special. Yeah, I know. He's funny. Just yeah. funny. Um, and, and I, by the way, real quickly, yeah. the thing I love about Seinfeld is, and again, it's the thing that I think many of us can go. Oh, Seinfeld's a genius. Seinfeld outworks everybody. Mm -hmm. He writes a joke every single day. And when yeah. he like he tells that story of how he goes to work and still does that, like I admire yeah. the hell out of that. I think that's great. I don't even know what comedians are touring these days. Well, nobody so. is right now. <laughs> <coughs> I know. I don't I wouldn't even know. Um, okay, so let me give you a couple current ones. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'll probably go, oh yeah, I like them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go so ahead. one of the ones that pops into my head is um Bert Kreischer. 
Bert Never Kreischer is, he is a bigger guy. He takes his shirt off. That's sort of his MO in the, in the um, uh, comedian special. He, I'm suddenly less interested. Oh, dude, it's so funny. He, and his biggest, his claim to fame was he uh, joined, he tells a story of when he was in college, he joined the Russian mafia. Okay. If you have not seen that, Google that right after we're done. Okay. It's, is he as funny as Yakov Smirnov? Uh, I don't know who that is, but that's... Definitely. You don't know who Yakov Smirnov is? The Russian comedian from the 80s? He's joke. He's funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, Nikki Glaser is okay. actually yep. pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then the one that I was listening to this morning was actually Chad Daniels. He is not like a big, well-known comedian, but I just... You talked about Chris Rock's delivery. Yep. I love Chad Daniels' delivery. So, but... I encourage okay, you to I, check out Burt Kreischer. I thought of two that are current that I do actually think are funny as hell. Okay. I think Amy Schumer's hilarious. Yeah. I think she is great. And she's got a great new show on the Food Network. She's married to a chef. And it's Amy Schumer learns to cook. And they're filming it themselves. And it <laughs> is really funny. Okay, and then cool. Ken Jeong, he was in, yes. he, he is, he, I've seen some of his specials. That dude is so raw on the floor, funny. Yeah. Um, and Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe. Joe Rogan's actually really funny. So thank you for making me look stupid. All right. Um, <laughs> it's kidding. not that hard. I want to get back to something serious. And I know this has been kind of a heavy podcast and that's just, that's just the way it's going to be. Sure. Uh, so you remember, gosh, I don't even know how to bring this up. Um, you remember Tiger King, right? From Netflix. I remember. Yes. Carol Baskin. The, uh, that bitch, Carol Black Baskin. Yeah, I'm familiar. From Big Cat Rescue. She's selling branded face masks now with her catchphrase <laughs> of, it says on the face mask, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's $11 and will support the big cats, which is kind of a vague charity or whatever. Yeah. Are you going to buy <laughs> a hey, all you cool cats and kittens face mask? Yeah, I'm going to take a hard pass on that. Okay. Uh, that being said, I think it's genius. I did not know this. This is this is brand new news to me. Yeah. But of course she should do that. That like nobody it's so funny. I you I did watch that because you no, insisted. I made you. Yeah. I insisted. And so I and that whole group of people don't they do not seem to be able to agree on anything, but all of them seem to agree that she killed her husband, which is fascinating oh. to me. Yeah. Um but I think that she's the one who's like, she's killing it. Like yeah. she's the one who's living large on the oh, whole she's thing. literally killing it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Let's shift a little bit. What, so we've talked about how face masks are going to be fairly prevalent in our society mm -hmm. for, let's just call it for the foreseeable future to find that however you want. People will start using that as fashion. They already are. What would you like to see? What would you like to wear? I know you've got some that says mm -hmm. spread joy or give joy. I'm not sure which, yep. mm -hmm. which I love, which I haven't received mine yet. Um, <laughs> fine um what would you like to see what would what would you like to represent what, how would you like to show the world your personality through your face mask i think that's a good question yeah no it's a great I came question up with it. yeah so i think that to your point early on it, it was one of those moments where i think my team was like oh wow kirby's not always full of shit because about two to three weeks before i said guys this is going to be a thing we might as well be in front of it yeah um we didn't, I didn't want my logo all over my face. I, I felt like it was a little, and again, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but that right. isn't what we wanted to do. I actually would really like to see, and I, I've had this conversation with a couple local schools. Mm -hmm. Teachers are probably going to need to wear face masks. Right. So rather than just putting the school's logo on it, why not 
uh, at a hundred with a hundred piece minimum. Yep. Put put a message on there. Be kind. Don't bully. Wash your hands. Whatever yeah. you want. Well, it's funny I think you mentioned that. that. It's funny you mentioned that. Co. So the, my my kids are going to be. I've never heard this term until like the last two years. They're rising seniors, or they're they're going to be seniors this year. Whatever. <laughs> they're going to be required. They feel like to wear masks in school. So they're they're actually selling gators um, mm-hmm. with the school logo on it for twenty bucks. <laughs> I hate paying retail for promo. Anyway, what else? <laughs> yeah, so I, to me, that's it. I think okay. I like to see the idea of cool designs. We have the ability to do it, like not just plop a logo on it. That's yep. how I feel about all stuff. Yep. But then let's create a message. I think okay. that's a, it's a great time to do it. Yeah, I think messages of positivity. Mm-hmm. I, I love the ones I've seen with like a big smile on them. Yeah. Um, I think that's fun. Of course, I'm waiting for the authorized Van Halen ones to come out. Of course. Um, of course. For days, please. Um, but I do think I do think it's an opportunity to really do that and have fun with that. So yeah, I agree. I like it. Cool. All right, you All got right, one man. more. Or are you good? I think I'm good. I think we're about at that time. Let's. let's we are about some. at that time, and you know what that time is, folks? It's the time for the promo person of the week, and that's whoop, where whoop. we celebrate, recognize, whatever the promo, <laughs> the one person in the industry who's grabbing our attention this week, and my good friend and co-host of this fine platinum level award-winning broadcast, Kirby Hossaman, has our promo person of the week. Kirby, who is your promo person of the week for this week? If I could say the word week one more time. <laughs> so one of the things that I, I think about, we, we've talked about is you, who, who comes to mind. And the person this week is one of those people who I actually think was really early in the content game. It was, mm-hmm. it was a thing that like people weren't talking about content and, and, and this person was creating content. Yep. He started with an email newsletter. He then jumped into video and recently he started doing, help me out here, promo good news. Is that? Uh, it is promo good news. Yeah. So Jeff Solomon is my promo person of the week. I think he has, he is, uh, he is a very energetic dude and he, cre- he yep. creates a lot of content. He's got a new podcast out. And so the, the, the promo good news I've seen, he has reached out to a lot of industry leaders to record videos. And I think yep. that's really cool. So that is my promo person. Yeah, it's a good one. And, you know, I know the, the promo good news, I think actually Jason Noakes kind of created that. And then Jeff took it with the video, like Jason was sharing good Jason Noakes from promo. Yeah, Pulse, that's right. That's right. Uh, sharing promo good news. And then Jeff kind of started reaching out to people. I've recorded a promo good news. I know you're about to do one. Um, you know, Jeff is a, a, uh, a whirling dervish of activity. And I mean that in a good way. He absolutely um, wants to get positivity out there. He, he does it. Like you said, he's doing a new podcast calls, I think called taco time or something like that with JP Selly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was creating content before, honestly, before both you and I were, yep, and I know I you and I, a lot of times get lumped into the, you guys are the grandfathers of, of, of content creation. Honestly, Jeff did it before either one of us did. So that's a great promo person week. So Jeff Solomon from freepromotips.com and All American Advertising, your virtual high fives are in a um, Federal Express package on their way to you in California. All right, Kirby. So dealer's choice. I'm so lazy with this because all I ever do, I might as well just call when Bill does it, it's rapid fire because I'm super lazy with this, but I actually have a fun one this week and there really aren't any wrong answers. I'm truly curious as to your thoughts on this. So there was a thing uh, floating around social media, which if you're not familiar with, that's something like Facebook or Twitter. Okay, cool. Um, And it was a a list of uh, 12 
legendary musicians who are deceased and which one people would want to come back for a concert. And I thought, you know what? I think that would make a really interesting rapid fire. Okay. So these are legendary musicians who have passed away. Which one would you rather see perform one more time live? Okay. okay. I'll do my best. Robin Gibb from the Bee Gees mm -hmm. or Morris Gibb from the Bee Gees? Robin Gibb. Dee Dee Ramone from the Ramones or Johnny Ramone from the Ramones? Johnny Ramone. Okay, now it's going to get hard. Malcolm Young, rhythm guitarist for ACDC or Steve Clark, rhythm guitarist for Def Leppard? I'm going... That's a tough Young. one, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going ACDC there. Okay. Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols or Lou Reed? Lou Reed. Nat King Cole or one Francis Albert Sinatra? Uh, I got to go with Frank Sinatra on that one. Yeah. I, 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 was, I Honestly, I like that. It can call them. Yeah. This, is, this, this one's a tough one. Ronnie James Dio, a legendary heavy metal singer, or George Michael? Yeah, I'd go George Michael. I would too. And I think a lot of people think I would go Ronnie James yeah, Dio on that. Yeah. I would go George Michael. I always loved his yeah. voice. Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead mm. or Jim Morrison from The Doors? I'm going Jerry Garcia on that one. Yeah. Wrong! <laughs> The answer is Jim Morrison from The Doors. Um, Joe Cocker or Tom Petty? Tom Petty. Chris Cornell from Soundgarden or Lane Staley from Alice in Chains? Both uh, Chris singers. Cornell. Okay. John, Vendor, John Denver or Jim Croce? That's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say John Denver, but really quickly, Jim Croce, I, one of my college assignments yeah. in radio production is we had to do a dead artist's feature and we had it was a half an hour long like yeah. that's a really long time to do a feature and you could play i think it was 18 minutes worth of songs yeah and i picked jim croce because i'm like nobody's gonna know a lot about them yeah and here's why that was a bad move because jim croce recorded one album lived a year and died that's the mm -hmm. entire story it's hard to fill 12 minutes with that. yeah even for you or me that's tough <laughs> all right scott wyland singer of stone temple pilots mm -hmm. or michael hutchins singer of nxs I'm going to go Stone Temple Pilots on this one. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, Richie Valens or Buddy Holly both died on the same day, the day the music died, 1957. You know what? I'm going to go La Bamba on that one. Oh, that is the worst answer you could possibly have given. Buddy Holly, uh, I, I can't even with you right now. Parabarla La Bamba. <sighs> Randy Rhodes, famous <laughs> guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Or Prince? Oh, Prince. All day. Marvin Gaye, Otis Redding? Uh, Marvin Gaye. Freddie Mercury, legendary lead singer of mm. Queen, or Bob Marley? That's a coin flip for me. I'm going to go Freddie Mercury. But. I'd say that coin flip better land on Freddie Mercury. <laughs> um, Waylon Jennings or Merle Haggard? It's breaking me to not say yes. Uh, I'm going Merle Haggard. Uh, John Lennon or George Harrison? John Lennon. Kurt Cobain or David Bowie? David Bowie. Last one. Jimi Hendrix or Stevie Ray Vaughan? Uh, I'm, personally, Hendrix. That's a toss-up. That's a tough one. I was yeah. going to do a Johnny Cash one, but I think Johnny Cash always wins to, to come back. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, That's good. fun. That I like that one. That was a yeah. good one, man. See, I didn't even yell at you that much. And I you know who never would bit. yell at you? <laughs> Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good strongs over at Common Skew. You know, 
great, great distributor tool designed and built by distributors for distributors. They understand the industry and the challenges the modern distributor faces. And we've talked about how that uh, they really help you keep clients in the loops by using the project portals. And it's yep. a really wonderful collaboration and communication tool. And all these things help you be more efficient and get you paid faster, which honestly, that's really what it's all about. And so from ideation, invoicing, ComSQ keeps your team connected at every single stage of your workflow. This pandemic has made ComSQ even more important for our business. And that is sure. a great unsolicited read. So Kirby, until next time, we're out. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.